You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome to episode 136 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if you are listening to this in real time, this episode is actually being released on February 14th on Valentine's Day. But as always, the episodes still apply regardless if you listen to it now or July or next December, you will still get something out of it. So here we go, celebrating not really just Valentine's Day, but the overarching idea of celebrating the month of love. And I really don't know why we only deem February as a month of love. Really, I do know why. It's really the hallmark impact of it all of trying to see how much can they sell, 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 and how much can we buy, 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 and spend our money on the things that they're selling. So we are kind of brainwashed almost to believe that this is the only month that we have to celebrate not just others as a whole and not really thinking about even family or friends, but somehow there's just such an overly big emphasis on celebrating our spouses or our partners or some kind of significant other. And I wonder first why that is. Why is it that at least in the United States, there's such a huge focus on this romantic aspect on outward love And in my opinion, there's not enough of an emphasis on inner love. It's so important to bring awareness to ourselves. And we have to think about, well, why is that? Because we are no strangers to the concept of love, obviously, but we usually relate it in our crushes or significant others or the relationships that we build. And we definitely forget that love can and truly should include self-love. And there's so many reasons why self-love and self-care are so important, why they have so many benefits, and why we really should all engage in this. And this is why I'm so passionate of my platform, Amiga Moms, which empowers 21st century moms through a supportive network and educational events hosted by mental health professionals, and that is hosted by myself and Vanessa Paula, or as we call ourselves Vanessa Squared. And perhaps you got a chance to meet her back in episode 132. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to do so because you can get to know her and her awesome bubbly personality and all she has to offer. So back to Amiga Moms, we provide an outlet for busy moms while teaching them mindfulness strategies and how to help them live their lives with peace of mind and ease of heart. And I'm so passionate about this platform, Amiga Moms, because we know that as moms, as parents, as educators, as therapists, any type of caregivers, we often put a thousand percent into others because we're caregivers. We care for others. That's just what we do. But then we forget to care for 
ourselves. And there's so many types of examples on how we overlook ourselves because we're pouring so much into others. We sacrifice our personal time to care for others. We sometimes neglect our own physical and emotional needs while prioritizing that of others. We ignore our own wants, our own desires, while we fulfill the needs of those that we're caring for. Sometimes we even prioritize the need for others over our own financial stability. And I know that sounds a little bit nutty, but think to yourself, if you are at the age where you're putting kids through college, sometimes we really sacrifice our financial stability to help our kids out on that end. So it can be applicable for caretakers there. We also suppress our own emotions to attend to the emotional needs of others. And because we care and we love those that we are serving in these different capacities, we often take on additional responsibilities so that we can support other people even when we're feeling overwhelmed and even at the risk of our own physical and emotional stability and wellness. And when we get to that point, we at times even tolerate mistreatment or neglect from those that we care for because we're so overly invested in these people that we're caring for that we want to avoid any conflict or any rifts in the relationships. But my friends, again, regardless whether you are a parent or an educator, a therapist, or any type of caretaker, any sense of the word, there is so much damage that we bring to ourselves when we engage in these types of behavior. We experience burnout, that physical and emotional exhaustion because we're ignoring our own self-care needs. And this can, through time, really lead to a decline in our overall health and in our overall well-being. We then also may experience resentment and frustration, and this probably takes much less time to happen because over time we can start feeling resentful towards these relationships of these people that we care for because our own needs aren't being met. And sometimes when that takes place, we then can experience decreased self-esteem because we're prioritizing other people's needs that then it's kind of like we're putting our own desires and needs into a pile that doesn't matter, which can lead to a decrease in self-esteem if we're not taking care of ourselves. And believe it or not, it can even lead to social isolation because we're sacrificing so much of our time and social life to care for others or we burn ourselves out so much that by the end of the day, there's nothing left for anyone else. And my question, my friends, to you is, is it worth it? Is this the example that we want to set for our kids, for our family, for our loved ones, for our spouses, for our students, clients, etc.? Is this how we wish that these people who we love so very much, is this how we want them to treat themselves? Do we want our kids to grow up burning the wick of their candle and have nothing left for themselves? Or do we want them to pour into themselves? Do we want them to put themselves first? Do we want them to lead a full, happy, fulfilled life? And I'm sure that's the case. So my question to you is then, why isn't this the case for you? And many people call this fulfilled life as self-care or self-love. 
And when we think about the term self-care, a lot of people often view it as just manicures and massages as very like superficial types of things. Now, don't get me wrong because I engage in both on a regular basis because a manicure, I know it may sound petty to some, but a manicure just helps me feel better about myself. And a massage helps me feel physically better because I hold all this stress and tension in my shoulders and in my back. However, the aspect of self-care and self-love goes farther than skin deep. I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she calls it self-preservation. And I really love that concept of calling it self-preservation because that brings up the idea of we're doing this in effort to protect our own life, to protect our physical and emotional well-being. And I know that sounds like a stretch, like you're going to get a manicure to protect your physical and emotional being. Well, my friends, if you had a hard week and if that's what's going to help you lift your spirits, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That aspect of self-preservation is really a fundamental thing that all living organisms have, not only humans, but animals. And when we think about it, even plants, they really engage in self-preservation as far as using all the little bits that they could find, everything that they have left, which is why we sometimes see flowers or something living growing out of a crack of cement because of the aspect of self-preservation. And if a plant or something green can do that, we know that we can do it too because it is a must to protect ourselves from harm, from danger, from anything that threatens our well-being. And sometimes that threatening aspect can be an overpacked schedule. Sometimes it can be people asking too much of us. Sometimes it can be not getting enough sleep, not eating well. And sometimes, yes, that can also be putting on the weight of the world on your shoulders and doing nothing for you. And as with many things, it's sometimes easier said than done. But my friends, that does not mean that it's impossible. That does mean, though, that we have to carve out the time and carve out the effort to engage in this self-preservation, in this self-love, and in this self-care. So here are some tips to practice all of these aspects. The first is redirect your view of love. Know that love isn't something that is only between yourself and something outside of you, but that it also includes yourself as well. So for example, if you're single, sometimes we really wave the white flag and we think we're lonely, we're lonely. And that can especially be true if you feel like there's no one else to celebrate other things with, but especially since we're talking about Valentine's Day, I know that that can make an impact. I remember those days. But know that you are surrounded by people, whether it be colleagues or organizations or family members, but then also things like relationships you have with certain movies or books. You can pour yourself into other outlets and receive love in that way because you're taking care of yourself. And if you are in a relationship, you might forget that you too deserve all of this love that you pour out into others. Whether you're single or whether you're committed to someone else or other people, it's important to love yourself and to invest in yourself so that you can shine as brightly as you want those who you love to shine. 
Another tip is to take the time to do the activities that you enjoy. And know that these activities can really span the gamut, whether it be an emotional activity, physical, social, personal, etc. It can be anything like listening to music, going out for a run, engaging in fun crafts, um, doing some redecorating, some meditation, anything that really motivates you and keeps you going. Anything that grounds you and keeps you thinking in the right here and right now. And more importantly, above all, anything that calms you and keeps you at peace so that you can de-stress from sometimes this hectic life that we live and that it can help you with overthinking or anxiety or sad feelings, that it can help you just be the best version of yourself. Also, treat yourself physically well. There is nothing wrong with buying yourself flowers or buying yourself a new outfit or lighting some candles for yourself or making yourself a nice dinner. Whatever it is that you would like to do for others, know that you can always do it for yourself as well. And you can practice self-love and self-care by practicing affirmations or by journal writing as well. And this is really important because We have a lot going on in our minds. Our brains hold a lot, but then they don't at the same time. So I should say they take in a lot, but they don't always hold all that information in there. And we need these reminders. We need these things that we think about. We need those reminders so that we can remember them when they're needed. So take the time out to write positive things that you want for yourself. I personally engage in I want statements. It could be a new outfit or it could be a number of clients or it can be a number in in your salary. It can really be anything. And when you write that down, there's something cathartic about getting things out of your head. And then the best part is that you can go back to it and really evaluate, well, Did I reach these things? Do I still really want them? Or what do I have yet to accomplish? We can also take the opportunity to write things down about how, whether it be happy, sad, mad, whatever feeling it is, and then reflect back on that as time goes by and see how much we've grown from that one experience. Also, explore things out of your comfort zone. So I know it can feel awkward to eat alone or maybe go to a movie by yourself, but you can wine and dine yourself. There's really nothing wrong with that. So know that it's never too late and you're never too old or too different to really do anything. Be kind to yourself and really experience this journey of life and be bold enough to take leaps and bounds and take experiences and have adventures as they come or create them as you please. And as we go back to where we started, again, reflecting on Valentine's Day, be open with your feelings. You can talk to anyone, whether you're struggling or about romantic opportunities that may come your way, or maybe even if you're struggling in the relationships that you currently have. Know that whatever you need help with, you can either reach out to a trusted loved one, a friend, or you can find yourself a therapist. Know that there's different ways to celebrate Valentine's Day. Yes, you can go out to a fancy dinner with a partner or spouse, but you can also go out with your parents or with your grandparents, with girlfriends. You can go out with your kids. You don't have to go out at all. And if you just stay home and forget the holiday altogether, that's completely okay because it should really be celebrated each and every day. Why just pick out one day to celebrate those we love 
or why just pick out one day to celebrate ourselves? I love that in Spanish, we actually don't say Happy Valentine's Day. It's actually known as El Día del Amor y Amistad, which means the day of love and friendship. And know that love, as we just talked about, can be defined in so many ways, including self-love, self-care, and self-preservation. And these friendships that we talk about can take place with others who we care for and with ourselves as well. So reflect on how can you be a better friend to yourself? And if you need that space on how you can celebrate yourself, I do invite you to join me on March 11th for an event that I am co-hosting with Lisa Dominguez, who's the owner of Spa O. If her name sounds familiar to you, that's because she was a guest on the podcast back in episode 106, which I'll also link below. The event is called Prioritize Self, and it'll be held at Spa O, which is located in Secaucus, New Jersey. You may have also seen the spa because it's been highlighted on various national television shows, including Real Housewives of New Jersey. In this event, we're really going to be focusing healing and empowerment within community of Amiga Moms. So along with the light brunch and access to the gorgeous spa, it's really a win-win situation because it implements self-love and self-care on so many levels. Tickets go on sale on Wednesday, February 15th, and they are extremely limited intentionally because we want to keep the event intimate. So if you're interested, you can check out the link below freetobemindful.com backslash Amiga Moms and be sure to get on it right away. So with that, I wish you a grand day, a feliz día de la amor y amistad, or a happy Valentine's Day. And I do thank you for being a listener and a supporter of the Free to Be Mindful podcast, of Free to Be Mindful therapy and public speaking services, and of Amiga Moms as well. Know that you are appreciated. I now invite you to join me for the short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I'd like for you to have a conversation with yourself as you follow along to my voice. You can do this by just reflecting in your mind, or you can take out the time right now or a little later when you get home and actually write a love letter to yourself actually writing a letter and starting off with dear self and tell yourself words that you need to hear perhaps words that you may not hear from those you care for and those you love how awesome of a person you are how much you admire and celebrate yourself maybe how proud you are of all you've done to this point in your life and letting yourself know of what you have yet to perhaps accomplish or experience or live. Know that you are worthy of love. You're worthy of spending time with yourself and you're worthy of everything you desire, but it first needs to start with you. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. 
It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy, and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.